Welcome back to part two of Other Gene. Today's music is entitled by Young Kurtz. You can find his music at freemusicarchive.org. back welcome back i uh, hope you enjoyed the music uh, again i am with my guest today gene williams 
If you would like to check out her website, jeanwilliamsstudio.com, you can see a whole bunch of the jewelry that she's made and some of her art creations there. Uh, feel free to buy all of them, buy 100% of them that exist there. <laughs> um, they're, they're good stuff. They're good stuff. Uh, if you also want to follow her on Instagram, she is jean underscore the underscore creator. So that is jean the creator with underscores. Um, and then she posts some of her stuff there and she's got some other lovely photographs. So please feel free to follow her. Jean, are you ready for this yeah. story? Yes, I am. And thank you very much for those plugs and shout oh, for out. Sure. That was very generous of you. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> Other Jean bobs her head to music. No one else can hear excited for the food place before her, she hums a tune to herself and sings softly. It's dark, early morning, let's eat, I'm starving. Eggs, bacon, it's breakfast, and coffee, I'm not reckless, I'm feckless, let's end this. Piece of pie with a cinnamon twist, every bite is Campbell's. Mm-mm, good, no gamble, my life is eggs scrambled, in brambles, but not shandles. I can handle this, like a make-a-wish, I'm Shaquille O'Neal, dunking on kids. Uh, excuse me, other Jean? Startled. Huh? Other Jean spits out the morsel of food squirreled away in her cheek at a, excuse me, I'm so sorry for spitting that out. I was not expecting you to come over here. I didn't mean to scare you, honey. I just, I just wasn't sure if you realized you were singing out loud again. A wave of embarrassment washes over Other Jean. Goosebumps cascade down her spine. Again? The warm smile on Etta's face brings a measure of calm. It's okay, baby. I see you over there working. Is it street cleaning? Yeah. I think I'm going to take a trip to the pits after breakfast. Something about it brings me some peace. Etta smiles. All right, baby. Other Jean, mortified, finishes her breakfast in silence, pays and leaves the, the diner for the final time without a word. The sun hits high in the sky, beating down angrily on the blackness of the tar pits. Other Jean sits, pen in hand, hovering over an empty page, mesmerized by the methane escaping the sticky asphalt and bubble after bubble. She never saw the two kids leaning over the chain-link barrier, lost in a tizzy of words, fighting to be the first of them scribed on the empty pages before her. The dares of the children to cannonball as far out as they could went unheard. Her trance was interrupted when a gaggle of onlookers shouted for help to drag the rapidly sinking boy out of the pit. The cries of his friend recount, He did a belly flop. Somebody save him. I didn't think he would do it. I really didn't. Other Jean slowly pushes through the mass of people, ogling the slowly suffocating boy. She steps over the barrier and reaches for his ankle. No, don't. We'll get him. Two of the park staff rush the boy and jump in the liquid asphalt, yanking the boy up and out. Unsettled, Other Jean heads back to the bench, gathers her things, and leaves. Some time passes. Mama, thank you, but I don't, I don't know if I'm coming home. I really feel loved that you want to help me, but I don't, I don't know if I can come back home just yet. I was thinking of going back to Chicago. Derek with a C is there. I can't stay here. You know, I never did find out if that boy died. And I was at the diner before I went to the pits. Mama, I, I was there in September too. You know the one. I, I just need to get away from here. My mind is scrambled eggs. Well, come right home. You can share a room here. We can put your things in a storage place. I will not have my baby suffer in a strange city so far away. You come home. Let me take care of you. Mama, I'm grown. I've been, I have been for a while now. You know this. You may be grown, other Jean Williams, but you are still my baby. Okay, okay, look, I'm, 
I'm going to head to the train station. I have to drop off my car. I'm going to get my stuff back to Chicago at least. Derek will receive them there, but meh. Maybe I will come back home for a bit. Oh, good. I will have a room set up for you here, ready whenever you get here. You'll come home soon, though. Right, Other Jean? When I can. Yes. Other Jean hangs up the phone and heads out of her apartment. Normally, her head is on a swivel, but today there's only the ground before her that catches her gaze. Each passing step leaves what has been home for the last year further behind her. Pulling into the designated parking spot next to her storage container of things, Other Jean slowly makes her way to the on-site office to finalize the paperwork. Inside, she sees a crotchety old-looking man, sun-scarred face, neck and arms that hide behind a tuft of white hair that look like a full-body sweater that covers every inch of his exposed skin. The smell of menthol cigarettes and 99-cent air freshener rests heavily in the 6x6 temporary office. Other Jean... Excuse me. Other Jean exam uh, examines the small room, noticing every flat surface is covered in stacks of printed pages. Some marked settled, some marked overdue, some were different colored carbon slips. The old man looks up through suspicious eyes and calls out, Yeah? What do you want? Other Jean smartly replies, I was told to drop off my car at three. It's three. I'm dropping my car off. I'm Other Jean. The old man pulls a folder from under the pile on his desk and extends it to Other Jean. Oh, yeah. Put the keys in this envelope, sign the sheet clip to the outside, and put the yellow copy in the envelope. The white copy's yours. Don't lose it. You'll need it when you pick up the car. This was prepaid, so I don't need any payment from you now. You you all right? The tenuous smile the Jean has been forcing to maintain belies her unsettled heart. Distracted, she snaps to attention and quickly responds, I'm fine. It didn't, it didn't work out, did it? Curious, other Jean inquires, what didn't work out? This is L.A., you an actress or a singer or something? I've seen a million of you over the years heading back home. And there are 10 million who stayed. Maybe you're one of the smart ones. I am a writer, but I came here to make movies. I'm not giving up. I just I need a reset. A writer, huh? Huh. Have you heard of the backjack ticket? No. What the hell is that? You ever heard of Jack Kerouac? On the road, the Dharma bums. Yes, I'm familiar, but what's a backjack? Well, in his book On the Road, he travels to San Francisco from New Jersey. If you want to ride to New Jersey from San Fran, I can make a call and get you a seat. Only a few people make that trip every year. He took a, he took a bus. It, didn't What? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're here in the train yard, aren't you? I'm going to sell you a plane ticket. I'm not going to sell you a plane ticket from the train yard. Yeah, but this is a freight train yard. Do you also take passengers? Yeah but only like three at a time. I can make a call and see if there's a seat left. How much is it? Well, it's complicated. It's free, kinda. You don't pay today or tomorrow or even for a year. You pay with a portion of the proceeds you earn from anything you produce as a result of inspiration from your time on the train. It's a gamble, but it has worked out for us so far. It's not Campbell's, that's for sure. Yeah, okay, make the call. The jerky ride struggles to keep Other Jean awake, as the consistent sound of the spinning wheels of the train and the steady machinations provide an ambient template Other Jean has grown accustomed to, drowning out the sounds of her imagination filling the train car. Her trip to San Francisco and subsequent jaunt to Denver, Colorado were a difficult adjustment. There's no silence on this trip. She's tucked away in an empty train car, but behind a hidden compartment to avoid discovery. A hundred miles outside of Denver, was when she had her first full night's sleep. 
Now, high in the Rocky Mountains, Other Jean watches the giant snowflakes falling haplessly to the ground. Her time is split, filling page after page with notes, rhymes, character arcs, headlines, and sketches, and sleeping. The time alone has given agency to the voice inside her that now no longer abides doubt or pause. A thousand miles later, Other Jean scans the horizon and notices a familiar sight. The Chicago skyline's tallest buildings begin poking through, filling the distance with antennae. Other Jean hears a knock on the train car that has begun slowing down. The syncopated beat is one she knows. Time to get out and stretch her legs. The train comes to a stop several miles outside the station. Other Jean slips out of the car and hops down onto the uneven gravel below. She's met with a young train operator with oversized bibs and a ball cap. Uh, Miss Other Jean? That's, um... That's Chicago over there. You said you might stop your trip here? Yes. Actually, I've been debating that heavily these last several days. At first, this trip was a way for me to get from point A to point B, but it has become so much more than that for me. So, you'll continue? We'll, we'll be in Chicago for just a day, and we will head back out first thing tomorrow. You, you know how to get out, right? If that's, if that's what you choose. So, will you, will you tap on the wall? You know the rhythm, right? Yes. Terminator. I memorized it. Good. 7 a.m. Please, you cannot be late. The two train operators climb into the engine car and go over their checklist. They call in verification that they have attached the correct cars to theirs and they are good to go. The veteran operator places his hand on the throttle but is stopped by the younger. Wait. Two minutes. Just give her two minutes. Begrudgingly, the old man in a scruffy voice barks, Fine. The pair sit silently, sipping piping hot coffee from their weathered thermoses. It's time, whispers the old man, who again takes hold of the throttle. As he pulls back, they hear a faint knocking from the train car behind them. Thump, 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 thump. Other Jean never left the train car, not wanting to be tempted to interrupt her inertia. She settles into her surprisingly comfortable chair, grabs a notepad, and begins sketching the skyline, a blur, as they set out. You're an object in motion, Other Jean. You will never stop moving forward. The end. Hmm. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm an object in motion. Well, that other gene is an object in motion. I mm -hmm. like that. Right on. Sweet. She's on the move. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's on the move. Ain't no stopping her now. She's right. on the move. She got the groove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, so that's quite that's quite interesting. I you know I'm I was sitting here like vibing, closing my eyes, thinking about it, listening to it. Mm -hmm. um, let me see if I get it clear. If I have it clear, clarity. So, mm -hmm. um, other Jean at this crossroads, she is deciding that all her stuff is at least going back to Chicago. Right. And she's contemplating maybe a visit home or maybe moving yeah. back home. Is that what I was understanding? Like she yeah. just kind of told it. It's a little bit of a toss up. She's still like like the stuff in Chicago is a safety net for her first decision, but mm -hmm. maybe she might uh, change her mind. And so this freight train thing was intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what's so funny is. Um, I just became kind of like a train, how do you say that word, aficionado oh, yeah? in the last few years with oh. Amtrak, right? right like I right. had never 
I had never in all my years taken a train until, well, I had, the first time I took a train, Amtrak at all, mm-hmm. was just a local trip from Chicago down to Carbondale, okay. uh, five hours away. And that was my first time on a, like an Amtrak train, right. but like a real train trip, 20 hours. Right. The first time I took that, um, and I had never taken one home, I took that maybe a couple of years ago hmm. now, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. And then after that, like I didn't fly home anymore. I took those. I kept taking those long train rides. Wow. And um, people were like, "You like the train that much?" Mm-hmm. And I was su- surprised at how much I actually did. It's like this um, combination. It's kind of like gumbo of uh, serenity. Uh, fear, because I'm scared of anything moving, to tell you the truth. Oh, wow. Planes, trains, automobiles. Okay. I'm like, so every time an actual freight train comes zooming by, I'm like, oh, we're going <laughs> to get hit head on, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that, you know, learning that they share tracks and mm-hmm. that the Amtrak has to kind of give right away to all these freight trains. And yeah. It's kind of like a little, it feels a little dangerous and exciting. So mm-hmm. when, that part where you introduced the notion of me hopping on a freight train, I'd never heard that. Is that something you invented or can you actually do that? Oh, uh, I just, passenger? I made that up. I mean, so like, oh. yeah, because like, like you have those train hopping it, hobos, right? That yeah. Will, yeah. So it like you have those, the, the hobos like the vagabonds that will jump on the train and ride it from point A to point B and then escape the train before they're either caught or, you know, assaulted by train yard security or whatever. But I want, I wanted, because I remember you saying that you took a train and that you enjoyed that. So I wanted to put you on a train because it's a nice long ride. You have to be introspective for a long period of time, but also I wanted it to be a little bit unpolished. So that's why I put you in like, you know, secret compartment cabin on a train car. Yeah, that 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 is uh you were listening because uh I developed a little bit of affection for trains out of nowhere really cuz you know it even Amtrak, you know Amtrak is like really oh that infrastructure is really ancient and yeah. so um oh, for sure. you know you're not in the lap of luxury mm-hmm. on an Amtrak train. I'm surprised I didn't pick up bed bugs on, <laughs> you know right? on those trips but there was something about it that mm-hmm. I took to and in all the years I've lived in Chicago I would travel home by air you know air travel mm-hmm. and then one year I ended up because it was a last minute thing um, and it was cheaper to go by train mm-hmm. except for the time commitment right I took the train and I started to dig it you know maybe mm-hmm. it's all the conversations that you end up having yeah. with people from all these different walks of life um but you know it, fe- it felt a little um you know serene it felt a little dangerous too Ooh. because when you're doing the wobbly 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 the whole time right on the train. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, man. but also they share that that track the infrastructure with commercial freight mm-hmm. and you know, every time one goes whizzing by, like right outside your window, it feels mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to crash. We're gonna yeah. Crash and it's always kind of interesting. You know, there's always somebody on the train who knows train history, train mm-hmm. lore. Right. And I had never realized, like, you know, the the freight 
the companies who have those freight trains actually own that infrastructure and mm. the Amtrak just, you know. Oh, they yeah. Just, they yeah, they it. just yeah. rent that space. Um, but just thinking about those trains whizzing by with, it's like, what, what in the world is on those trains? And now right. you got me on. <laughs> yeah. Other jeans. Yeah. <laughs> freight train. And so when you, first, when, while you were reading, I'm like, wait a minute, can you actually do that? Is it, do they do, do they have a couple of passenger right. seats? No, and, you know, as, as as far as I know, no, it's just, you're literally just the two people up front running the train and that's it. Just stuff. Okay. So that's something you just, that's fantastic. Something yeah. you made up. Yeah. Well, I, I find it, uh, I found it like I, you know, I found it very much as I was listening to you, that part, mm -hmm. that's the part that really like kind of made me sit up a little more in my seat. Like mm. what? I'm on a freight train, yeah. you know? Um, it had a, an aspect of magical realism as mm -hmm. I was listening to you read. I'm like, because I was thinking, no, you can't really do that, can you? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the guy uh, who's, you know, uh, logging me in or whatever mm -hmm. for my belongings, um, asking about my dead hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I feel like yeah. you always you always get those those people that are just like. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're 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 going back home, and then you just like dig it in just a little bit deeper, right? Right. It's like, right. but why? Why and are you being like that? Mind your business. Right. Mind yeah. Business, it's like, come right? on, we're we're not friends. You don't have to talk to me like that. Hey man, you don't. Rude. You don't know me like that, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but so oh, in listening to how you characterize that person, he didn't feel real. He felt. Um, Oh, I don't know what character from a movie I can l l liken that mm -hmm. person to, but he just, it, it felt like magical realism, right. you know, maybe like a beautiful mind or something. Gotcha. Um, okay. It's been so long since I've seen a beautiful mind, but like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a person who's a figment of uh, your imagination right, or yeah. is he, you know, Yeah. like from another realm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it felt, it, it felt like, very allegorical and very met metaphorical for mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to ride off into the sunset and live my creative life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it just will just go on into perpetuity. Mm -hmm. um, and you, it's very interesting that you mentioned um, other gene sketching mm -hmm. because Jean Jean has been teaching herself, let's say it loosely, um, digital drawing. You, okay. you know, I, I, I expressly bought an iPad Pro with the, the, the pencil, you know, little digital pencil, right. and I, I put some software on there, app, an app on there, Procreate, nice. it, 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 to teach myself digital drawing to design mm -hmm. jewelry. That's oh, what I bought. okay. Okay. I bought it because I was like sketching my jewelry using my phone and my finger and notepad, you know, oh. where you can turn it into a pen. Yeah. And it was real crude drawings. And I was like, right. I should get something a little bit more sophisticated, right? Yeah. So I did that and I don't actually even use it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I still make the crude drawing when I design something. Gotcha. But sometimes I'm like, no, we're going to do one for the sake of doing one. Like mm -hmm. okay. this will be art in and of itself this yeah. necklace that i'm drawing and sometimes i may not even make the necklace i just draw the necklace wow but um i 
am now interested in doing other drawings, like cartoon drawings. And I even want to, and I'm going to, um, illustrate a children's book. So I so my one have all these creative goals. Awesome. Yeah. And one is to, you know, I just downloaded some um, apps on this app, not apps, some um, courses on this app called Domestica that keeps popping up in my Facebook feed. Right. And uh, it, they teach you how to do all these different things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, courses. So I'm like spending money, you know, like $12, $13 a pop. Right. With the determination that I'm going to do that. So that was just an interesting touch of all the other things, uh, I guess, you know, that I could be doing on a train into mm-hmm. perpetuity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you had me drawing a landscape. Yeah. Um, I just think like, if 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 other Jean was gonna, if she was gonna say yes to this train ride, there's no way she was getting off in Chicago. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no mm-hmm. way. You know, because even if at the start she's like, oh whatever, I'll just get on this train and it'll take me to Chicago and I'll just get off there. My stuff's already going there. So, but no, no, not not, yeah, not, like not this Jean. Yeah. Because that you know what that could be a whole other series, man. You could do a whole series of other gene, other dimensions she stops in on that train. If we're gonna mm-hmm. stay with the fantastical, right? Realism, okay, the realism, you know, yeah. you know, like the magic school bus or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, you know, for my sure. own soul train that takes me mm-hmm. um, anywhere I want to go. Yeah, yeah, so, and I, I just think it would be fun. And I felt I like. I enjoyed playing around with the idea of getting you, you know, all the way over there. Cause it was like, I was thinking of when it started out as I was trying to, how am I going to get you to either Chicago or new Orleans? Right. Cause that's the whole point mm-hmm. of this. So we're trying to figure out, is she going to Chicago? Is she going to New Orleans? Right. And it's like, how am I going to get you there? Are you going to take it? Uh, are you just going to fly? You know, is, can mm-hmm. I make the story about the trip? And then I thought of, of uh, Jack Kerouac, right. And his, um, the book oh, he yeah. wrote on the road about oh, yeah. his trip from Jersey all the way to San Francisco, right? And he stopped off in um, Chicago. Well, he he like he went to New York City first, then to Chicago, went up to Colorado. So like he was intentionally making it a thing. So I was like, oh, you know, let's let's. So do you've that. read on the road? I've never. I've heard it's a famous book, but I've never yeah. actually read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, and uh, and. Um, cause I liked the idea of you kind of acquiescing to your mom. Yeah. Like, Hey, we're gonna, I'll, I'll go see you, but not right away. You know, you need mm-hmm. to, you needed it. You needed your own adventure first, get out there mm-hmm. and do your thing. And then I, I just, I kind of love the idea of this headstrong woman who was like, no, I know who I am and I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna, you know, say yes to this and then do something else and say no to that, that, you know. I'm just going to focus on all the creating that I'm doing and, you know, get it done. Well, I love the idea. Like I said, I see it very allegorically of Mm -hmm. someone kind of getting into their own groove, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that is, like I said, a little bit allegorical, metaphorical, however you would um, use Mm -hmm. those terms for someone who gets in their, zone their groove and they stay there um to create whatever Mm -hmm. life you know um they want and 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 having 
I don't know that it would be unlimited inspiration, but having mm-hmm. these these unanticipated, you know, bouts of inspiration from maybe viewing the countryside, viewing the cityscapes, right, um, and having kind of that like that solitude, or you know, maybe hopping off at points mm-hmm. and, and interacting, intermingling with people, um, right. and like I said. I take it all the way into the fantastical even more where it's like, you know, that train can go anywhere. Yeah. That train can go underwater. I could, mm-hmm. I could, I could, I could be Jacques Cousteau or something. I don't know. I don't oh, even really know who Jacques Cousteau is. <laughs> well, he's just, he's just the most important marine biologist that has ever existed. That's all. <laughs> I knew he had something to do with water. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I gotcha. You know, I gotcha. it could take me to, to fantastic places that yeah. in this lifetime I might I'm not ever going to go because right. it's fantastic and mm-hmm. um so I really dug that I thought it was kind of the the part what was rhymes what were those rhymes you were busting in the beginning oh <laughs> yeah did you did you did you like the little rap I made for you yeah I was laughing with my sister. Um, just last night about those days. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. And I told her about talking with you about those times. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was, she was just, we just remembering together nice. um, being young kids and our different approaches to like, she really wanted to be, you know, New Orleans has a certain kind of, niche hip-hop niche you got Lil Wayne okay. you got right. you know uh, Master P you got Baby you have um uh, who's the back that back that thing up uh you got Mystical you got all these mm. um <laughs> you know there's a particular uh, sound mm-hmm. coming out of the Gulf South out of New Orleans right and she my sister made me remember we came up with those people but we didn't stick with it like, oh wow yeah all of them were in the trenches when we were in the trenches wow and so we were like imagining other us's that's mm-hmm. a, you know way to put it right where you know my sister was like well what if i had you know she's thinking about cash money records and how all those guys are like paid to this mm-hmm. she was like what if we had stuck with it i was like first of all we didn't have the kind of mama that would have even let us go that much further right uh with it you know, I don't know though. The money started flowing, but our mama was kind of really strict, so okay. she might have been like, "I don't care how much money my girls yeah. ain't getting on the tour bus." Right? Yeah. You know, yeah, going fair. all over the place doing the Chitlin Circuit hip hop thing, mm-hmm. but we did our own version of that um, Chitlin Circuit hip hop thing right there. So it's it's nice. a it's an interesting thing to think mm-hmm. of the. Uh, paths not yeah. taken. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 it's, it's uh, interesting to listen to someone else, kind of like, you know, be, like, you know, have you like this kind of marionette thing? You're like, oh, this is me. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, 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 I can't even tell you how long it took me to come up with that, that little bit. Well, was, was it? What? What? Why? Was it? Not enough information, too much information. No, 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 no. I mean, like, so for the for the rap, because I was like, okay, 
Um, cause I knew, I knew I wanted to have you rapping at some point. I don't even like, even before I had any idea of what your story was going to be, I knew I wanted you rapping. Right. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know. I didn't know how or what, um, or where I would put it, you know, at, at what point, how much of the story it would be. So like coming up with trying to find music that I liked to, to, to write these, these rhymes to, um, mm -hmm. and then like the different styles, and I was like, I was laughing with my wife as I was writing it because I was telling her, I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know how most of the time you hear people rapping that aren't like big into rap and don't regularly rap. They always have that like mid 80s. Uh, my name is blank and I'm here to say, you know, and it's always that every time. And I was getting so frustrated with myself because I was like, all right, if we're going to write a rap. And I was like, no, I don't want that cadence anywhere near me. So I was I was trying to listen to all kinds of stuff, mostly like freestyles. I was like, I, I want to hear people freestyling because that's what this is. Right. Well, She's going to be what's so funny. What's that? That's the era I, when I was rapping. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. You know. I know. Uh, you know. I, it was 100% that. that. You know, yep. my name is Trouble MC and I can do this and I can do that. Mm -hmm. Let me show you where it's at. Blah, blah. It was all of that kind of braggadocio kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, but at the point in your story, I'm actually older right. than when I used to rap. So hopefully I will have involved beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I. I Matter of fact, do you believe what you believe? I still write rap. <laughs> not, do you? That's amazing. Well, not really, really. Like mm -hmm. I, um, I have all these fantasies, most of which won't come through. But I, I'm a firm believer in still having them. Yeah. Hopes and dreams, creative hopes and dreams. Uh, I think I told you uh, after I fell in love with Hamilton, I was like, I'm gonna do a hip hop music. Oh, that's right. You were saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So I literally this I you know I'm the kind of person like I go into these like um fantastic trips by myself and I think that's what creative people should do not you shouldn't care that maybe you won't actually get to have your hip hop um musical come to fruition you write it anyway right Right yeah so um I think about 2 years ago I just put the uh, foundation for a hip hop um, musical. Like I just started looking at what they did with Hamilton. And I was like, yeah. okay, the story was told to the music, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, I don't know how many songs in that bad boy, 30 songs or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to do the same thing um, with the lyrics. And so I just go, and I think all of that's important mm -hmm. because it's still, it's creative pushing of the envelope um to just try things i guess is what i'm saying uh so i still i make up i always wrote song lyrics okay when i was a kid not hip-hop like lyrics r&b lyrics and you know ballads and stuff like that and other gene from a kid if there was another route, other gene, if other gene had an other mama, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, funny. I maybe could have gotten a guitar or sure. I, yeah. I was begging to take piano lessons, but we were too poor, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, my, I remember the compromise was my mama bought me this little toy key, keyboard. Okay. I could remember it. This is how... I, don't, I have terrible memory, right? My okay. my sister stole all the memory cells from the womb. The one who, 
<laughs> she remembers. She's an elephant. She remembers everything. Wow. And my younger sister and I remember jack shit. We don't remember anything. Dang. But I, I realized my memory is crystal clear with certain things. Right? Sure. Like, okay. Things that don't make sense for me to remember, like book titles and authors mm. I've never read, because that's my that's my jam, right? That's right. the kind of stuff I'm into. Yeah. Um, but I really, really uh, wanted to write songs, and I begged them to let me learn piano, but we were poor. Mm -hmm. And when my 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 parents, my mother finally said, "Okay," she had my my dad took me to this place called, there's a German piano store in New Orleans called Whirlines for Music hmm. and to get me piano lessons. And we walked in and they tried to sell my dad a piano. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad took me by the hand and I was like, well, that's the end of that. Right. They were like, it doesn't make sense for her to take piano lessons without a piano. If, yeah. yeah. If she can't practice, it's, it takes practice. Mm -hmm. So they bought me this thing and I, I, I Googled it. You know, I'm 51. This was when I was 11, 12 okay. years old. They bought me this keyboard called the Bon Tempe B1200. Ooh. How the hell do I remember the name of this <laughs> that keyboard? keyboard? It never left my brain. Wow. Right? And I Googled it and I found uh, found one or two of them on like eBay. I should I should have bought it. Oh, I was gonna I was say, like, please was... tell me you bought one of those and now you, you play every I night did. before you go to bed. No, I didn't. I should go and find it. because uh, oh, I, that's I amazing. remember I nicknamed it Bonnie. It was okay. twelve hundred. Oh that's and adorable. I got my hands on some kind of sheet music and I was trying to teach myself uh but it you know Yeah. I was trying to teach myself. I remember the book had like Cole Porter songs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was just, I would, you know, or I, I was trying to pick out tunes by ear, and it just, it, it didn't take. I, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't stick with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Dang, that's amazing. Yeah, man. that's amazing. <laughs> I'm more of a create. I'm more of a creative journeyman then. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, cause I, I haven't given up. I'm like, just get a guitar then and, yeah. you know, teach yourself yeah. guitar, which I go. probably should have, that would have been easier. I could have just said, well, then get me a guitar. But yeah. I, yeah. Especially like you can get, like, there are these small child sized guitars that function the same way. I mean, the sound is not as beautiful as a full on, you know, well-crafted guitar, but it performs the same function. And it would have been a starter kit. Yeah, you just yeah. you just need to be able to get your fingers used to being in this position, in that position, get the calluses on your fingertips. Do you play? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I too have pursued every avenue of creation <laughs> that I could think of. Uh, I was like heavy into music for a long time. I taought myself to play guitar, bass, um Oh, that's so piano. Cool. I play drums. I can mess oh. around with like wind instruments, but very, very little. As long as I, if I know what the notes are and how to get to them, then I can tinker. Uh, but I don't, other than that, like, I mean, but yeah, so I've, I've tried with music. I was a poet for a, uh, like a long time writing hundreds of poems thinking that like, Oh, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to be a poet. Cause that's, that's like, that's a real job that people have. Right. On a large scale, you can just, you know, 
get out of high school and be a poet. Um, mm-hmm. And then writing, uh, acting, dancing, everything I could think of. I, like, and you're younger than me. You should keep doing it. Because, you know, I just, I feel like it's mm-hmm. a, to me, it's a, it's a way of life. Um, oh yeah, for sure. It, it's therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to, I mean, when I first, I've always been attracted to these things, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the grown up person perspective about it that I have now. Yeah. I thought that it was a means to an end when it is an ending of, of itself right. uh, to create. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and that, that, that end I thought was my name up in light somewhere, mm. you know, people, uh, adoring, adoring crowds and that kind of thing, fame, yeah. fortune. Um, but I realized, you know, you, you hear this over and over from creative people, mm-hmm. do something that you would do if no one was looking, no one was listening, no one's paying you, no one's, yeah. it just, it gets you up in the morning. Yeah. And so I've reconfigured my thinking on all of that. Like mm-hmm. I told my sister, you know, coming up from this cesspool of bottoming out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, we're now in a pandemic, of course. This is January and we're discussing the here and now. The current zeitgeist involves this pandemic and probably will still too in January. But, you know, I told my sister with the state of the world, well, you know, what will make me happiest, like a mad scientist kind of thing is, if I could buy a little plot of land somewhere and throw up a couple of container houses, outfit myself a little compound and just be a creative compound, man, I'd just be in that bad boy by myself. I'd have zones, you know, okay. people brag about their McMansions and, oh, I have seven bedrooms and I have five. <laughs> I don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. Flush all your toilets. Just go around your mansion and flush all your toilets. <laughs> I don't care about any, any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I want a creative compound where there's zones where. I can dig it. Okay. This is the studio where I'm going to teach myself music, right? Okay. Um, I love it. And here's my. Uh, visual art studio i'm going to do my paper sculptures and you know um, yeah i'm gonna teach myself wire sculpture sculpture in general right um i'm gonna have a little cafe over here my own personal cafe why not that has little tables and Mm -hmm. i'll be you know my own barista back there There yeah it's gonna have a little stage i could get up there and Mm -hmm. do some some rhymes i could sing i love it i love it um it could be poetry night yeah, and I could sit some baby dolls in the chairs. That's my audience. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that that last part was um, the only thing that I don't think I could get on board with, uh, but everything else was magical. <laughs> Just the idea of porcelain dolls looking up at me as I'm, ex- you know, like diving oh, into about, the depths of my creative mind and heart and soul, and there's this this lifeless porcelain monster <laughs> looking at me and judging me. I know it would be judging me because it's like possessed, right? All of those dolls have a ghost. So, <laughs> okay, then you just get Teddy Ruxpin or you there know, you go. <laughs> some, some stuffed dolls. Yeah, stuffed there you go. Some stuffed animals. Porcelain dolls. But it. you know, you get my point. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and I think that that is uh, where you would find creativity. Just kind of like I don't give a shit who who's listening now. And mm. I 
I yeah. think a lot of times those are the people who find an audience because yeah. if your stuff is if if your stuff is good, it's good. But also just watching somebody like mm-hmm. have that kind of dedication and passion. Because if yeah. you if you put in the time, you're gonna get better at at things. You might you know what I mean? Yeah. And I me, mean Yeah, that's I mean that's that's why I'm doing this podcast. Like I probably have 10 people that listen and only because I remind them every week, Hey, could you listen to this and tell me what you think? (laughs) Right. But I mean, the amount of time that I put in the level of creativity that I, you know, I try and apply to all of the storytelling the way that I engage the reading of the story is intentional, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, this is a hundred percent a labor of love for me. So I, I totally, I can, I relate to that and I agree with the idea of, you know, do things that you would do by yourself to no one. I mean, the things that feed you like a bag of potato chips. Yeah. You find find value in yourself, you know, I think it comes out, find value in yourself and like trust your creative, that, that creative bone in you that is desperate to sustain you, to hold you up, to support you, you know, and not even like financially. I mean, just like from an emotional level, people that are creative, um, when we, kind of put it on hold there's a part of us that is like constantly aching right it really is and you know i like i said i know i'm I'm older than you are Mm -hmm. um and i'm not that ancient or anything but i think when you start getting into midlife life is like feeling an onion right yeah um and it, it as you get into midlife or at least for me i can't speak for anybody else mm-hmm. uh and you start like honing um what zeroing in on what's really important to you and one of the things i relate to from the, the thematic um you know pen uh, the, the, the 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 theme that hamilton kind of uh, pivots on is that concept of running out of time. You know, mm, uh, yeah. there's one song where it goes, why do you write like you're running out of time? Yeah. So, you know, at this point in my life, I feel like I got to get it all in, right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, explore, yeah. uh, everything that I can and that I will want to, um, before, cause you never be able to do it all. You right. know, the world is so full mm-hmm. and, I just, I'm like, how much can I, how, how much time I got, you know, to yeah. try it all. And I think, you know, you cut your teeth on the idea of climbing ladders in society mm-hmm. um, on jobs. Although I think that's changing a lot with a lot of people because the world is still ch- is changing right. a lot. People, young people don't stay at jobs the way people even before me did, you know, oh, take sure. your company sure. watch or whatever oh yeah yeah um, no that that doesn't that doesn't exist by and large and it's, i mean it's indicative in in modern day sports as well is how you, so? well you don't with the advent of free agency in like the early 1990s it changed the way that sport like athletes pursue um like their careers right they're going for the mm-hmm. the better paycheck the the upgrade the better opportunity the better opportunity uh, um my guy, uh, LeBron James is a, a great example of this, right? Cleveland down to Miami, back to Cleveland. He's in LA, you know? So it's, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not like, Hey, I'm on a team. I am here until I'm done. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist anymore. It's just not. No. It's not. No. You know, even like and- t- Tom Brady, who uh, is like one of the, the winningest quarterbacks in, in football uh, this year. He spent all of his time playing for the New England Patriots. This year, he's playing for another team. So, I mean, that's an example. Yeah. It's just like, even if even if you spend a lot of years, it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to take care of me first. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a new world. And I mean, you know, I think my grandmother lived to almost 100. She died last year at 98. She wow. almost made it to 100. But when so I look, <clears throat> and I eulogized her. Um, that's some reason in my family I'm like that person. <laughs> Like when people pass on, can you write? Can you can you put a program? I'm like, okay, I feel like you know, <laughs> the omen of death or something. I don't know, but but in eulogizing her, I just look down the long lens of the times that she came through. Right. And so you know, uh, you know the the World War Two and those post years, uh, all, all the all the different wars that she lived through, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War, all the civil rights uh, upheaval she lived through, yeah. um, Man on the Moon, just almost a hundred years on this earth. Mm-hmm. And so, if you live long enough, these dynamics they you know, n- you know nothing nothing stays the same. Everything's right. going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're at, obviously at a pivotal time now. A force yeah. of nature, if not a laboratory, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, where change gets forced, uh, which can be good or bad, you know. I mean, like for right. me, it's bad. Yeah. But also for me, it's good because okay. it's a time where I can sit. I ain't looking out of a freight train window, but. Huh. I'm looking out of my apartment in downtown Chicago and I can just stare into the distance and think of creative things to do. And I do that, you know, whereas if, if the world were open, like it was before March, Mm -hmm. um, I would be a more scattershot version of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm still creating, but now it's like I have time. So I'm working on my novel, I'm working on my jewelry Mm -hmm. jewelry and the jewelry website and doing all these things that you say if i only had time (laughs) right oh man i the the indictment of you know the level of either laziness or fear of you know completion or whatever it is that people by and large have dealt with this this whole summer and fall uh, is, is, is apparent because of, you know, how, how well people relate to the idea of, man, I can never tell myself if I only had time mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. because I have time and have mm-hmm. I, have I done all the things that I would do if I, if I just had the time, you know? So, uh, I'm, I'm super happy to hear that you're taking advantage of this time, you know? And Cause what else would I do? Sit in my apartment and twiddle my thumbs, right. you know, I can't even overeat. Like, I don't have grocery money like that to just be like, I'm going to buy some more potatoes. I'm going to get so fat. I'm going to get so fat in this. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's, that's another reason why, like, I was so eager to get on this podcast because I was like, look, I have the time now, you know, and the idea of. Have you been thinking about this before the the pandemic? Had you thought about the podcast before the pandemic? So, uh, I've been thinking about the idea of this 
uh, like offshoot the alternate reality versions of ourselves for mm-hmm. for years, I'll say for years. In January of 2019, I started um, uh, like a blog, quote unquote. It wasn't it was a, like a narrative storytelling blog where I, I told pieces of a story in like sequential order uh, from the perspective of uh, the character. Right. And it okay. like if if I just finish it, um, it's it's like a full on novel, uh, a story about a kid who learns that he can teleport. But while he's teleporting, maybe he's not teleporting. Maybe he's actually jumping between worlds. Right. Oh. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I had been playing with that idea, playing with that idea. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to ask people. So I I even I did this thing where I had posted a, a question on Facebook and I was like, hey, people, uh, give me an example of a time in your life where you made a choice and you're curious. Mm, what would life be like for me if I didn't make that choice and made a different one right and a bunch of people responded i even wrote little little like super mini versions of the stories that i'm writing for the podcast um and that Mm -hmm. was like practice and i was like okay okay i can do this i can i can write a story and and i can engage with people in that way and i would just love to be able to talk to them about it so here we are the podcast that's super awesome i mean you you get your 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 writing chops in with Mm -hmm. that one Yep. A little bit of your performance chops in with that one. Yep. You know, your your um, your, your hosting broadcast, you know, mm-hmm. hosting kind of chops in there. And so it's a little bit of journalism, you know, in a sense, yeah. involved in that. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I love it. And, yeah. Um, it's been great. It, I, I feel like even in the 20 episodes that I've done, I have, you know, progressed in, you know, how well I'm able to nurture the conversation, how well I'm able to ask questions and suss out of people um and then you know kind of engage with them after the story's over to continue the conversation so and like I'm, I'm learning as i go but i'm loving every minute of it so and that is the most important thing i mean like mm-hmm. you know like i said um my, i've shifted my focus to i'm selfish with my creativity now like mm. so there are things that i still want out of it but i don't have to have them so like i'm working really hard to try to finish a young adult novel I've been working on for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I told my sister last night, I'm like, you know what? I, I call it, put my big toe in it. I got to put my big toe in this. You You know, it, it it has to qualify as, um, passing muster with me personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm the first, I'm the first audience for it. And if, if only one of those porcelain dolls looks at it, you know, after that, uh, that'll be, that'll be what it is, you right. know, but okay. ultimately I, I do want it to be published and have, and find a real, uh, you know, multitude of, of folks to who could read it and appreciate yeah, for it. Sure. Um, but if, if I sat here thinking about the, all the money I could make off of this book, right. um, or this paper sculpture or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'd be so <clears throat> disappointed um, if it didn't. You know, yeah, sometimes for sure. you get so disappointed that they stop the art, and right. you have to ask yourself, well, why were you doing it? You were doing it. You, if you're doing it for the money, you might as well, you know, get into 
online gaming or something. I don't know. I don't even know what money is. You know, right. become the next Jeff Bezos or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's it's. So I took this um, acting like seminar workshop in 2006, and the 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 person that ran it, he did the the casting for the TV show Ugly Betty. Yeah. And he said um, a lot of times when people ask him like, oh, how do I make it as an actor? I want to make it as an actor. I want to move to L.A. and and make it as an actor. And he always tells them, guys, quit acting join like go sell sell houses because you just you just want to make money that's that's what you're saying to me when you say that you just want to make money right so Mm -hmm. just go get into realty you're you'll make money right and then you don't have to deal with having to act right because it's it's just the money so i love the idea and i've always been i've always been that way like in my mind it's like i always want to pursue art to create but because i want to for me I want to create things. I want to play music. I want to write. I want to, you know, act, perform. I wish I could dance. I have some rhythm, but I think it's just because I enjoy it so much. People like, like, oh man, he's such a good dancer. I'm like, I'm actually not. You just, you're just seeing how much fun I'm having. Oh. That you're, you're giving me a pass. So I mean, I mean I'll, I'll take it. That's how I am with singing. I, yeah. I carry tune, just not very far, but I enjoy it. Yeah, you know? perfect. That's perfect. Um, because I've always tried to. Uh, write songs and stuff like that and um i like i said all of it i just i feel like i just want to i told somebody this the other day and he told me that was stupid i'm like whatever dude (laughs) Um, some people don't get it man some people don't get it somewhere i don't know who said it but i remember it resonated with me and sometimes i have to say to god i was just playing but (laughs) this 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 quote i read said Find what you love and let it kill you, right? Yeah. And that resonated with me because, first of all, we're all going to croak someday, right? Yeah. I want to, if I have to, like, and I, I obviously you could, you could love alcohol. and I don't think they meant that, like, drink right. yourself to yeah. death. It's nothing like that. But, you know, put, put your all into something that that you just love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the notion um, of just, you know, because it's, it's like my Mount Everest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, some people want to climb Mount Everest. Pushing the creative envelope for me has become my Mount Everest. I just want to see where I can go and what I can do. So even if I'm limited, like I can't sing, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't even know who the best singers are out there. I can't. I, I'm not with Whitney Houston, you know. Right. Uh, um, but maybe I could write a song that a Whitney Houston uh, type could sing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I for could sure. be, you know. So mm. I, and you know, I think another guy told me when I was working in newspapers, who used to sit next to me on the copy desk that mm-hmm. he had read somewhere that if you're not a star by age 30, you'll never be a star, which is bullshit. A hundred percent. There's loads you know, of people that started their careers late, late in life and are very well known and very successful. So, But I've come to see stars different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starring in my own shit, right? I sure. keep saying, that's what I'm saying. In my imaginary creative compound, mm-hmm. I've, I've got, if I got to 
give, you know, I want to do recitals. Like after I get to a certain point in mm-hmm. my self-education playing the guitar, then I want to maybe do a recital, you know, like a yeah. little kid did. I didn't get mm-hmm. to do all of that as a kid. Yeah. I didn't have money for mm-hmm. ballet and piano lessons and stuff like that. Yeah. But I could give my own recital, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not looking for that validation anymore, even from like family, right? That, right. Everybody, won't, they won't see. I told my sister, I said, you know, it'd be really funny to something goes into the stratosphere because mm-hmm. and you, you know, with a shrug from you, like I was gonna do the shit anyway, right? Right. But yeah. somebody picks up on it and like, oh my god, this book is a New York Times bestseller, and then everybody's gonna be like, I always knew she had it in her. Right. <laughs> but. In between time, it's a thing, it's like, it's a journey, it's a lonely, solitary kind of journey, and you have to be, that freight train thing is perfect, you Mm -hmm. have to be the kind of soul that, it really is perfect, that are just willing to hop on a grungy freight train with a few supplies, Mm Mm-hmm. And while away, or you know, whittle away, or scribble away, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, without gaslighting yourself about your talent, yeah, or without having uh, other people in your ear going "curse God and die" kind of thing, you know right? What I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. just give it up and you know, go climb the corporate ladder like everybody else. Yeah, so it. It really is. Uh, it really does take, and this is nothing new. I mean, there've been people like us mm-hmm. since there've been human beings. Right. It's yeah. something in here. Some of us that. Yeah. You know, I think all people have creativity in them, but everybody don't answer the call of the wild kind of thing. So. That is it. That is it. So, yeah. You hear that? You hear that, boys and girls? It's in there. <laughs> it's it's in there. It's in there. Um, yeah. I think this is a, a perfect place to end this episode. So we, we got, yeah, we got, we got to talk in, um, to kind of recap and reiterate the, some of the things that came up after the story. Um, don't ever be ashamed of your creativity. It's in there for a reason. Play with it, explore it, you know, feed it, you know, use it. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be what pays your bills, but don't let it cry out all the day and all the night, mm-hmm. you know, talk to it, engage right. with it. Yeah, for sure. Show it to porcelain dolls. Yeah. Even, even <laughs> if, if, even if it's just an audience of one. Yeah. Exactly. Cool beans. Yeah. Oh man. What a, what a joy it has been to have you on the episode, Jean. Thank you so and much for being on the show. It's been a joy to be here. Thank you for doing this. I can't wait to see. Well, we can't see, but you know what I mean. Right. I can't yeah. wait to uh, witness uh, your upward trajectory with this project. Oh, thank um, you. It's also very therapeutic, so keep that in mind. Too, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Get in that thinking. So thank you for yeah. being a, a counselor today as well. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Awesome. Um yeah so for those of you listening please come back next week for another episode of other you i am d for gene thanks for being here till next time bye bye